Hey, working moms, have you experienced a dip in confidence since becoming a mom? Or maybe you've always thought of yourself as sort of having a low sense of confidence and really want to work on that. In this podcast, I'm addressing three things that will help you build up your confidence. These are qualities that I see across the board from working moms that I work with that exude that sense of confidence in both their career and in their mom life. Confidence isn't black and white. It's not something you either have or you don't have. We just simply want to move the needle forward closer to the confidence side so that you stop the second guessing and you begin making more decisive decisions. You ready? Let's get to it. Welcome to the Ambitious and Balanced Working Mom Podcast, the place for women who want to balance their ambitious career goals with their life as a mom. If you're looking to feel more confident, decisive, and productive at both work and home, then this is the place for you. I'm your host, Rebecca Olson. Let's get to it. A lot of ambitious women describe a loss of confidence after motherhood. It it kind of almost feels like a magical thing happens when we become moms. Before kids, you know, we feel very clear on what we're doing and we feel like we make good decisions. We don't spend a lot of time second guessing ourselves. We feel very confident in ourselves at work and in our life. And then kids come along and now we don't really know what the heck to think. We don't really know how to handle our kids the best. We've never been moms before. And so we start to let doubt and second guessing creep into our life. I think there's this domino effect to confidence. When you feel really confident about one area of your life or something in your life, you can kind of carry that confidence into other things. And similarly, when you're feeling a lack of confidence in one area of your life or about something, that lack of confidence can kind of trickle over into other areas as well. So what I think happens with motherhood for ambitious women is that we're not used to not knowing what to do. And no matter how much preparation you have made for motherhood, how many books you have read, how many groups you joined, how many classes you took, nothing really prepares you for the in-the-moment decisions that you have to make as a mom. Being a mom has a lot of trial and error. <laughs> Your kid is crying. You don't know why, so you give them some milk, but they don't really want that, and so you rock them, and you try to get them to go to sleep, and they don't really want that, and so you swaddle them so they can't flail themselves around, and they don't really want that either, right? It's just guess after guess after guess, and it can kind of feel like you're constantly failing because all it ever feels like you're doing is guessing. And what happens is through the constant trial and error that leaves this little space for self-doubt. And I hear a lot of first-time moms question themselves and their ability once their kids come around because all they feel like they're doing is guessing. They don't really know. They feel like they should know and they don't. They feel like they should be able to control their kids crying and they can't. They feel like they should be able to control their milk supply and they aren't able to. And so we don't get it right the first time or the second time or the third time or the fourth time. And because we don't get it right and there's so much trial and error, that little bit of doubt starts to creep in that says, 
oh my gosh, maybe I'm not cut out for this. Maybe I'm not a good mom. Maybe, maybe I'm not going to figure this out. And then you have that little self-doubt and you head back into work after maternity leave and that little bit of self-doubt remains and that little voice that kind of talks to you that says, maybe you're not very good at this thing. Maybe you don't really know what you're doing or maybe you don't really have as much to offer. And those thoughts cause your confidence to plummet at work. Remember that confidence is a feeling. It comes from the way you think. And in this case, it comes from the way you're thinking about yourself and your value and what you have to offer and the things that you produce. The words that literally go through your head are what make you feel really good about yourself and confident or they don't. So I want to break down a bit what I see confident working moms thinking and doing, and then kind of describe a bit about what I see people that are not so confident and what they're thinking and doing. So we can really paint a picture between the two. But in order for me to really dive into this, I have to make a distinction for you between what it means to be confident and what it means to be an expert. Because I find this the source of a lot of confusion. I was talking to one of my clients last week, and I have all my clients go through an exercise of defining their core values because our values are sort of this criteria by which we make decisions and live our life. And so when we define them and bring to consciousness that criteria, It becomes much more clear to us why we do the things we do, why we don't do some of the things that we know that we should do, and why sometimes there's conflict with other people. It almost always comes down to what we value and what's most important to us. And that is a very core work that I do as a coach with all of my clients. And so in this case, my client had the value of confidence. She told me, that her family, her friends would always describe her as being confident. It was something that she really admired, but she herself always sort of felt like she lacked confidence, that she was almost like an imposter. So I started asking her questions about confidence and what she really thought it meant. And I had her envision someone that she saw as confident to really bring to mind a very specific person that she would describe as confident. And I wanted her to start describing them to me. And one of the first things she said is that this person always seemed to move forward. No matter if they had the answer or not, somehow they were just always able to make decisions and keep the ball moving forward and keep going. So we paused there and we talked about it. And it was like, okay, so confidence is moving forward. That's ultimately what it means. It's somebody that's constantly moving forward, making decisions, getting the ball rolling, pushing through, moving forward. Now, I asked her if this person that she had in mind, if they ever feared getting it wrong. And she said, yes, she was pretty sure that they did because being confident doesn't mean that you have the absence of fear. It just means that you move forward despite that. I found this extremely profound, and I really want you to take this in for a moment. Confidence is not the absence of fear. 
Or we can put some other words in there. It's not the absence of hesitation or the absence of doubt or the absence of questions. Confidence is moving forward despite those things. And then here's the thing that she really realized. Most confident people don't talk about their fears and hesitations and doubts and questions because they don't see them as a big deal. They don't allow their fears to be obstacles to moving forward. So on the outside, all we see is this person that's constantly making decisions, constantly moving forward, doing new things, and we're not privy to what's really going on inside of them. We're not privy to the internal obstacles that they have to overcome to keep moving forward. And so that's why my client's family and friends always saw her as confident because she didn't express that she was usually afraid or fearful or hesitant. All they saw was someone that just kept moving forward. But because she had fear and hesitations and questions and doubts, she assumed that she wasn't confident. She thought that those things shouldn't be present if she was an actual confident person. So do you know what someone is that moves forward without any fear, hesitations, questions, or doubt? They're an expert. An expert is someone who has comprehensive knowledge or skills in a particular area. They are someone that feels certain about the answer or a decision. An expert doesn't actually experience a whole lot of fear or hesitation because they know the answer for sure. They are certain about it. They are an expert on the subject. So here's what's really important that you see. An expert and someone with confidence are not the same thing. They are both people that move forward and make decisions and put themselves out there, but an expert does so because they're trusting their knowledge, and a confident person does so because they're simply trusting themselves. So knowing that distinction between a confident person and an expert, when we're talking about becoming a confident person, we are not talking about gaining more knowledge and honing your skill set so that you lessen doubt and question and hesitation. We're talking about building up a skill set that is about trusting yourself so that you don't have to have all of the information. You can continue to move forward and not second guess and not feel immobilized when all of those doubts and hesitations naturally creep in. So there are three very profound beliefs or practices that I find confident people kind of either naturally believe or they've worked really hard at believing that helps them to feel confident and make confident decisions. So if you're looking to grow in confidence, then these three things are going to be a really good place for you to start. The first one is I find confident people have the thought, they've kind of internalized this belief about themselves, which is I can figure it out. They have that thought just at a very deep core level. I can figure it out. It's not that they can do all of the research and have all of the data so that they can be sure to get it right. It's I can figure it out. Confident people believe the answer is within them, that they have enough knowledge, not all of the knowledge, but they have enough knowledge and enough natural smarts to simply move forward. Now, I don't really subscribe 
to the fake it until you make it mentality, though I would say most confident people could probably fake it until they made it. It's it's not really that. It's just that confident people are okay with knowing 70%, right? They think that that's enough. They're, they're not really faking the rest. They're simply trusting in themselves and their instincts to figure it out or kind of make a best guess on the remaining 30%. So they're not faking the other 30%. They're just trusting in something that's not knowledge in order to move forward. Look, you haven't gotten where you are in life and in your career and with your family by accident. You weren't just in the right place at the right time and someone believed in you and somehow you magically have had the success you've had. You're not faking it. You are not an imposter. You have extensive experience, good instincts, sound judgment, passion, a way of communicating, a willingness to put yourself out there, a way of putting yourself in the right place. You have everything you need right now. You are good enough right now with all of the knowledge and expertise that you do have. And you're likely not an expert, but you can figure out how to move forward in work and in life and through pretty much any decision if you simply believe that you can. And that is why the values work that I do with all of my clients is so important because we start talking about the natural expertise of each person as just simply a human. So not based on a skill set or experience, but just on who they are at the core, just their natural design. That's what a confident person trusts in, in the 30% that they don't know. They trust that in who they are as a person and at the core, that that's enough to get them through the things that they don't know. And that's a big reason why I walk all of my clients through that process. So they really know at the core who they are and what they can depend on in themselves to keep them moving forward despite not having 100% knowledge or expertise in something. Now, I was speaking to a client recently and we were celebrating just the last couple of weeks because it had been really busy and really hard. And she described it as being some of the most stressful two weeks that she had had in her job like up in this year, in 2021. And we were celebrating the fact that she did not work on the weekends or at night, despite it being the busiest season that she had. She had really held her boundaries, even through the most stressful two weeks of work. This is just so good because this is what being ambitious and balanced is all about. Because here's what she did instead of working she could be like a poster child for this. I could figure it out because what she did is she trusted herself and her ability to serve her clients without being 100% prepared. She trusted that her clients believed in her knowledge and her instincts. She trusted her coworkers and team believed that she was capable and that she made good decisions. She trusted that even if she stumbled through a presentation or an interaction with a client, that it was not going to have any bearing on whether she was good at her job or not. What she did is she decreased the amount of preparation that she needed and she increased her trust and belief in self. And that is what being ambitious and balanced is all about. It's not being 100% prepared. It's not working on nights and weekends to make sure you get to that place that you are prepared. It's just simply being prepared enough and then trusting yourself 
and who you are and what you offer at the core. All right. So the second thing I want to talk about that that confident people kind of do naturally is they don't judge their doubts. They don't judge their doubts, their fears, their hesitations, their questions. You know, you're looking to increase your confidence. And this is one of the most profound things you can do. Don't judge your doubts. Confident people doubt. They have hesitation. They wonder if they're doing things the right way. They just don't make those doubts and those hesitations and those questions mean anything. They don't ascribe any meaning to those doubts. An expert feels a lot of certainty. They don't doubt themselves and their opinions a whole lot because of their extensive knowledge and skill. But a confident person, they don't know 100% that they have all the knowledge or the skill or that they're going to get it right. That would make them an expert if that was true. So they sometimes are going to get it wrong. That's just going to be factual. Sometimes they're not going to make the best decision. That is 100% going to happen because they're not an expert. But rather than beat themselves up for not knowing and for making their doubts mean that they're not confident or that they're not as good as somebody else or kind of question themselves or feel like an imposter, they simply just acknowledge the reality that they may fail, they may get it wrong, they may look like a fool, and that doesn't mean that they're not good enough or a bad employee or a bad mom. They don't judge themselves for having those fears and those hesitations and those doubts. The last quality I think drives a confident person is that they focus on what they know instead of on what they don't know. They see the glasses half full and not half empty. Now, that's not just saying that they have this positive outlook, though they might be fairly optimistic. It's that when they're tackling something, they assume that they're not going to know everything because they're not an expert. And rather than dwell on that, they focus on what they do know. Let me try to give you an example of this. I have a client that gives a lot of presentations and has a lot of client meetings as a part of their job. An unbalanced approach to preparation would be to immediately do as much research as possible in order to build up her expertise on a subject and to feel very prepared, to do a lot of work to feel prepared. A confident approach, a more balanced approach, would be to start with answering the question, what do I already know about this subject? Or what do I need to accomplish in this meeting? Or what do I know about this client already? Or what do I know about the goal of this presentation and the best way to get there? A confident person starts with what they already know, the information that's already in their brain and available to them. And they do this because it saves on unnecessary time researching or asking questions or getting information from other people. And really, it does a second thing, which is it reinforces their value, their leadership, and their expertise. Of course, they still may need to do some research, but that's going to come after they've already mined their brain for what they know. Now, the challenge of being a first-time mom, I think, is another really great example of this because when your baby is crying, rather than focusing on what is wrong and that you don't really know how to get them to stop crying, a confident person would stop and ask, okay, what are the possible reasons for their crying? What can I try to help them calm down? What's worked in the past? What are my options? They focus on what they know first and figuring out how to solve the problem versus immediately jumping on the internet and saying, how do I stop a crying 
baby? How do I stop a crying child? Guaranteed, there's so much you already know that's within you. It's just knowledge that if you looked inside of yourself first for the answer, it would guide you naturally and save an immense amount of time and build up a lot of self-trust versus starting with the approach, I need to go get as much information as possible versus I'm going to fill my brain with 100% knowledge and feel 100% prepared, which kind of sends this signal to your brain that that's what you need in order to make decisions and move forward, which is just simply not true. You don't need to be 100% prepared and be 100% certain to move forward. We make lots of decisions as moms and in our life not knowing exactly what the answer is going to be. And as a confident person, that is something that they they begin to do naturally. They're just willing to move forward, not having all of the information and being 100% prepared. Okay, so to wrap this up, one last thing I want to offer to you is that confidence is not black and white. It's not as if you either have it or you don't. Confidence, just like any other kind of characteristic or strength that we're talking about, it's a spectrum. You likely are already somewhere in the middle of the confidence spectrum. You find yourself able to move forward without all of the knowledge and despite all the hesitations sometimes and in some areas of life and then in some other areas and in some ways you're not. So if you want to grow in confidence and move higher up on the spectrum, These three qualities and beliefs that we've covered here in this podcast, in terms of what a confident person does and is able to believe, this is what's really going to get you going. So just in review, the first is that you need to believe that you can figure it out. And all you really need to do to build up that belief is start to ask that question of yourself, how do I know that I can figure it out? What can I trust in myself? Look inside of you to build up that belief. The second thing is not to judge your doubts and hesitations. They're totally normal. You're a human. You are not an expert in everything. Of course, there's going to be hesitations and doubts and questions. That doesn't mean anything. It doesn't mean that you're not confident. It doesn't mean you don't know what you're doing. It doesn't mean you don't have the answer that you can't move forward. And then the last is to focus first on what you know before doing any kind of research or asking anybody else their opinions, right? Focus on the information that is already within you. Mine your own brain for what it is you already know about a particular subject. And that's going to do many things for you. One, it's going to save a whole bunch of time where you're not researching. It's going to build up a natural sense of trust in yourself. You're going to basically prove to your brain that you're good enough, that you know what you're talking about, that you're worthy of whatever you're making a decision on or whatever you're doing. All right, Working Moms, that is all I have for you today. Let's keep moving forward, building up that confidence. The world needs us as Working Moms to be confident. Our families need us to be confident. I know you can do it. I hope you enjoyed this episode today. If you're looking to create a life where your career and your home life never feel at odds, where you're working less but achieving at the same level, a life without regret where you know you are doing exactly what you want to be doing. Then join the Ambitious and Balanced Working Moms Collective. This is a group of ambitious working moms who believe that work-life balance is possible for them and are committed to creating it. 
The program includes 30 short videos and workbooks that teach you how to create the building blocks of a balanced life, as well as weekly group coaching and in-depth support within a private working moms community. Oh, and did I mention that when you join the community, you get lifetime access? That means you have access to coaching and material to help support your balanced life in every season. You can find out more information and sign up for the collective on my website at www.rebeccaolsoncoaching.com forward slash collective.